We're glad all of you are here tonight. And you know, I'm glad that Jesus is here. Amen. 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 And I'm glad that his word will be honored in this place. And you know, the Bible says that his word does not return void. That we can expect signs to follow the preaching of the word of God tonight. And we're going to get a good dose of the word. There's different kinds of services, but I really believe tonight there's going to be an unction to teach. And we're going to look at a lot of scriptures Some of you may have gotten the email. How many of you got the email about are we safe? And that's going to be the title of our message for the next two weeks. So we're going to be talking about that. Are we safe? If we went by what we see on TV, if we went by the news report, if we went by some of the junk that's on social media... If we went by a lot of the movies that are produced out of Hollywood, I think we'd have to say, no, I don't feel very safe. There's all sorts of junk out there that that is filled with fear. Just think about many of the movies today. They all depict the end of the world. Invaded by aliens. There's one out now that, you know, the San Francisco area falls into the ocean. A big, the big earthquake. And if that wasn't enough, now there's something else that's come on the scene. We're all going to be eaten by dinosaurs. (laughs) And not the big purple, you know, Barney, the nice friendly dinosaur. That the dinosaurs are going to come back and take over the earth. All of this stuff is fear-based. We're bombarded with it every single day. Then also, of course, we hear it all the time on TV, on on the news about the terror alert. We see random acts of violence, hideous crimes that are, you know, happen at the influence of people being influenced by the devil, that horrible shooting that happened even in a church. All of these things can begin to wear on our soul. But you know what? I got good news tonight. We're not going to settle in on all the bad things that are happening. I'm just talking about if you went by what you saw and heard, you could be moved. But we're not going to be moved by that because we're going to be moved by the Word of the living God. And when we ask the question, are we safe? The answer can be yes and amen based upon the Word of God. Now, safe seems to be like a buzzword today. You hear it in all different kinds of contexts. Some people, you know, they might go to a counseling session. They need work in their marriage. And, and the, one of the first things that the counselor says is, we want you to feel safe. We want this to be a safe place where you can share your true feelings. We know that there are organizations that they have safe houses, that they protect people, maybe that are going to be a witness in a big, big trial or something. But never in the history of the earth has there been so much money that's been invested in people trying to keep safe. Feel safe. Think about the security industry, how it has exploded. You know, when I grew up and where I grew up, we didn't even lock our doors. If we locked our doors, it was to keep critters out. 
not criminals, but things have changed. So everybody now, you've got to have a, secure, a security system in your home, security system in your car, security system on your phone or your iPad. And you know, with all of this industry explosion of security systems, you'd think we'd be more secure. But unfortunately, there's more burglars and break-ins than ever before, and everybody has a security system. So what does that tell us? If our confidence in being safe and secure is based on natural things, it's not going to happen. Of course, we've got to use wisdom. We do what we can to stay safe and to protect our family, use the resources that are available. But... Again, true safety and security can only come from knowing Him and knowing what the Word has to say. We can live safe in an unsafe world. And can I get an amen? Amen. We're going to get to the good news. It's not all bad here. This is good news. We're not going to be unsafe. We're going to be safe in the safe We're going to be safe in an unsafe world. Now listen to these definitions of safe. I find this interesting. Free from danger, damage, hurt, or harm. And this was pretty great. Safe means to be free from apprehension. You know how many people are apprehensive about the future, worried and concerned about the future? Say, that's not me. I cast all my cares. Over on the Lord. I'm not going to succumb to worry and fear. I'm not apprehensive. Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen to this verse out of that message. Yeah, we're going to get into the scriptures. We've got a lot of scriptures tonight. Psalms 46, verse 1 through 3 out of the message translation. This makes it real, real plain. God is a safe place. To hide. Can I get an amen? Amen. There's safety under the shadow of the most high God. He is our hiding place. He is our rock that will not row. Then it goes on to say, he's ready to help when we need him. Well, that'd be pretty much all the time. Do we need him every single day? Do we need him every single moment? Do we need him in every circumstance? Aren't you thankful that the word says he's an ever-present help in time of need? He's a safe place to hide and he's readily available to help us in time of need. And then it goes on here. This is pretty interesting. The next verse, it says, we stand fearless at the cliff edge of doom. Courageous in sea storm and earthquake. Isn't that good? That should apply to here in the Bay Area. I don't believe that we're going to be here and go through the tribulation. But as, as we get closer to it, this describes what it is. It's the cliff edge of doom. There's doom that's looming in the world. Things aren't going to get better in the world, but they're going to get brighter and brighter for the church. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. But as we're standing at the edge of something that's going to change our lives and change the world forever, we don't face it with dread and drear and all of that stuff. We, how do we face it? With courage. I like that. It says we can stand courageous in a sea storm and an earthquake before the rush and the roar of the oceans and the terrors that shift the mountains. That sounds like an earthquake and a tsunami, and I don't think we're going to be here for any of it. But whatever might happen as this earth is rocking and reeling, this is the good news. God, Jacob wrestling, God fights for us. And look at this one. God of angel armies, he protects us. Woo! Our God has a host of armies of the angels of the Lord. And they are encamped round about us. God's got an army. Woo! And they are surrounding us. And they are protecting us. Aren't you glad? Can we get glad? Hallelujah. Glad that we're safe. Glad that we are protected. Glad that we are under the shadow of the most high God. No hurt, no harm, no fear, no earthquake, no tsunami, no doom, no dread. We're not falling off of a cliff. It's not coming nigh our dwelling. God's fighting for us. God's got His angels protecting us. They're on our side. Think, think about that. I like how it said, God's angel armies protect us. You know what that reminded me of? An insurance plan without of this world protection clause. Woo! Talk about insurance. You know, insurance plans, they have all these little clauses. Well, we'll protect you if this happens, but we won't protect you with this. Well, God's saying, I got an insurance plan, and all of the clauses in there are protection, protection. Protection, 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 which tells us there's nothing that can come against us that the angels of the Lord can't keep us safe in the midst of it. There's no weapon formed against us that's going to prosper. We are the protected of the protected. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? Do you feel safe? I feel safe. Safe and secure in Him. Amen. God's provided it, folks. He's provided a way for us to live free from hurt, free from fear, free from harm. But like so many of the promises in the Word of God, there are conditions to living in this secret place of the Most High and enjoying this angelic protection. And over the next two weeks, we're going to look at just six different conditions. There's many, but let me just tell you what I feel in my heart that we're supposed to look at. Number one, we must be born again. You cannot claim the protection of God if you're living like the devil, buddying up and bedding down with the devil. You're in the wrong kingdom. Amen. Amen. Number two, we got to walk in the light of the Word of God. Number three, we must be established in righteousness. 
We're going to look at some scriptures that just will put fuel in your tank that tells us when we're established in righteousness, there's no fear. Amen. No fear here. Number four, we've got to refuse to fear. And number five, we've got to live. We've got to abide in the secret place. And then number six, this is really important. We must learn to be led by our spirit right. if we are going to be safe in an unsafe world. Now, y'all remember 9-11, that horrible tragedy that happened in our nation. And this has nothing to do with a political stance. But I did appreciate our president at that time, President George Bush, how he stood up for righteousness. I don't know if you remember this or not, but they had a, a special newscast. He took out his Bible and he read the entire 27th Psalm. Tonight we're just going to read a few of those verses and that's where I want to start. Psalms 27 verse 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the enemy came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and they fell. Amen. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, <clears throat> in this I will be confident. He read that entire chapter. And I remember as he read that, no one protested. We were a nation under God. In a time of crisis, people united all across our land. And they didn't care that people were in public places reading the Bible. They weren't protesting that people were having prayer meetings. Because our commander-in-chief said, Hey, the enemy has come against our nation. And we need to call on the name of the Lord. We are not going to fear what the enemy's tried to do in our nation. We're going to rise up. As a nation. And we're going to be greater than we've ever been. And the enemy is going to be sorry that he ever messed with us. And I appreciated a leader that would be that bold in a time of crisis. I got a question for you. Has the enemy ever come against your life? And what has your response been? This scripture said, though the enemy comes against me and he encamps round about me, I will not Fear, Hallelujah. The war may raise against me. And this I will be confident. Are you confident that the Lord is on my side? Hallelujah. So this verse, the first verse here, it right here tells us one of the most important things about being safe in an unsafe world. The Lord is my light and my salvation. We got to know that we know who our Lord and our Savior is. Amen. We got to be born again. Amen. We got to walk in the light of what the Word of God says about us. We have a responsibility once we're born again. The, the second thing is walk in the light of the Word to build an ark of safety, if you would, for our family. 
Just like Noah, he had to build that ark of safety for his family. God warned him. He said there's a flood coming. And it took, what, 120 years before the flood came. But he diligently obeyed God. Every day he went out there and he hammered more nails into that wood. And every time he did, he, in his heart, I'm sure he was saying, I'm building a place of safety for my family when the floods of life come. You and I have that responsibility. we got to walk in the light of what the Word tells us. How do we build an ark of safety for us and for our family? It's by confessing the Word of the living God on a regular basis. It's by knowing who we are in Christ Jesus, knowing our authority, knowing that there is an angel, an army of the angels of the Lord that are encamped round about us, getting up on a regular basis every day and saying, in the name of Jesus, I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. No evil shall become nigh me. No plague shall come nigh me. No hurt, no harm is going to come against me or my family. It means that we are building that ark of safety by declaring what the Word says about the blood. There's power in the blood. We overcome him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. What's your testimony? Do you have a testimony that says the Lord is my shield? The Lord is my rear regard. The Lord is is for me. If God is for me, who can be against me? In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over my life, over my family, over my possessions. Every time you do that, it's like you're taking a nail and you're driving it in to the ark of safety and you're making it even more and more secure. You're saying, Satan, I serve you notice. I'm a child of the King. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's made me sit in heavenly places. And my position is far above you. You ought to be up there where you're supposed to be seated. And looking down at the devil, that's where he is, under our feet. And you ought to be saying, can't. Touch this. Hallelujah. Me and my family were covered by the blood of the Lamb. That's building your ark of safety. That's knowing that you are born again and walking in the light of your redemption. Light. And darkness. There's two kingdoms out there, folks, if you haven't figured it out. And those two kingdoms are clashing the closer that we get to the end of this age. Dark is going to get darker. But light ought to be getting brighter. Death will be all around us. But guess what? The Bible says, I've set before you today death and life 
choose life. It's an open book test. He told you the answer. He told you the one to choose. You don't have to wonder, well, should I go this way? Should I choose death or should I choose light? Should I walk in darkness or should I walk in the light? Hello, choose life. Walk in the light. The Bible says we're children of the light. Walk in the light of your redemption. Isn't it interesting that the devil loves darkness? Now, I never hung out in bars. I I can boldly say I was never a bar fly, whatever that is. Or a bar, whatever they call them. I certainly was not a bar cougar, I'll tell you that for sure. (laughs) In case you're wondering. But I do know, most of the time, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't bars dark and dingy? Why? Why are they dark and dingy? Because the devil doesn't want people to see each other doing evil things. Because he's walking in darkness. But we're not. Hallelujah. We're children of the light. Now, does that mean that we got to be perfect to walk in this light? That we're always going to get it right? That we're always going to speak the word? That we're always going to act like we know what to do? Well, I think we know the answer to that. The answer is no. Walking in the light doesn't mean that you're not ever going to miss it. How many are thankful for the mercy of the Lord? Woo! That's one of the things that that precious blood does. The Bible says that the blood is there in heaven. And it forever cries, holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. And it also forever speaks of mercy, mercy, mercy. When the accuser, it says the accuser of the brethren... He comes before the throne and he accuses us day and night. He comes before the throne and he's like, God, did you hear how Reuben talked to his sweet wife, Sabrina, today? (laughs) You know, God, you can't bless him. He wasn't thankful for that lunch that he made her today. No, he made her. She made him. We'll get this right. Accuse, accuse, accuse. But when he comes to accuse, the reason that the Bible says he, the accuser of the brethren, comes to accuse day and night, you know why? Because the blood's there day and night crying, Mercy! 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 Redeemed! Forgiven! Washed whiter than snow! Hallelujah! I love it. The mercies of the Lord are new every morning. This will date me, but you know what's better than waking up with Folgers in your cup? Waking up with a cup overflowing with the mercy of the Lord. Hallelujah. There's mercy. There's grace for our mess-ups. 
Now, that doesn't mean that we just, you know, kind of go through life and just don't even try to walk the walk. Don't even try to be a Christian. No, we're going to be doers of the word of God. I know people in here, your heart is to please him. Your heart is to act on the word of God. But we are imperfect and we are going to miss it. And when we do, don't run from God. Don't get out of your safe house. That's a trick of the devil. See, when we miss it, he comes to agitate us and to mess with us and try to put condemnation on us. What's he doing? He's trying to get you to come out of your safe place. He's trying to get you to come down from the strong tower where the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's a safe place knowing who you are in Christ and knowing that you're in right standing with him. So don't let the devil pull you out. By condemnation. Walk in your forgiveness. Receive the mercy of the Lord. Now, does it mean when you're walking in the light, does it mean that we're not ever going to have any attacks? I think we should know the answer to that. Really? What does it mean? Well, we read there in Psalms verse 2. It said, when the wicked enemy came against me. It didn't say if. It said when. We know the enemy will come. We know that the attacks of life come to all of us. But when we know who we are and what's been provided for us, you know what we are? We're confident that these attacks will come to naught. And then in verse 3 it said, Even though the enemy comes... I will not fear. Why? Because I'm confident. Are you confident of who you are in Christ Jesus? Are you confident of what the Bible says in 1 John 4, 4? Greater. Everybody say greater. Greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. Let's just say that together. Put your hands right here, because that's where he is. He lives on the inside of us. One, two, three, let's say, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That gives you confidence, doesn't it? That lets you know that you're going to be safe. How about this one? We know When the enemy comes, the attacks are going to come. But what about this promise? No weapon formed against us will prosper. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon. What does no mean? It means zero. It means nothing. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And I like this part. Every tongue which shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this part is awesome. And their righteousness is of me. This is the third truth that we want to talk about tonight. How to live safe in an unsafe world. We must be established in righteousness. What does that mean? What is righteousness? It's right standing with God. It's knowing that we're right with God. Knowing that removes 
oppression. It removes dread and fear. You know, religion will teach us and has taught many, you're not good enough. You will never measure up. How about this one? Religion always wants to bring up your past. You stole from Meacham's Drugstore (laughs) when you were in second grade. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure you're going to go to hell. Because I don't think you were even a good Catholic. Did you go and confess that? No. No hope. See, that's what religion says. (laughs) Your actions. And this is a true story. He stole shoe polish or something from Meacham's Drugstore in second grade. But see, religion will always say, you're not good enough. You're not going to measure up. You're bad. Be afraid. Be very afraid that you're going to hell. Or behind bars. Or behind bars. Because <laughs> you stole them in second grade. So this is a trick of the enemy. He doesn't want you to be established in your right standing with God. He always attacks who we are in Christ. He always tries to make us feel unworthy and unrighteous. When those thoughts come right away, these thoughts that come that say, you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're not righteous, you can identify that immediately and say, that's not in line with the Word of God. The Bible says, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So that cannot be coming from the Lord. It's coming from the pit of hell. The enemy brings those things and he's trying to strike this fear and this terror in our hearts. You're not good enough. You're not going to make it. You're not measuring up. God doesn't really love you. If you really were good enough, you wouldn't have all this trouble in your life. If you really were measuring up, you'd be more blessed. Your family would be more prosperous. These are all lies from the pit of hell. There's more forms of terrorism than just an attack on our nation. The devil is the author of terrorism. Listen to this definition of terrorism. Terrorism is defined as a plan used uh, uh, a plan as the planned organized use of the weapon of fear. Yeah. The goal is to terrify, frighten, or strike panic in the heart of a person. The opre- and then oppression. Oppression is the spoiling or taking away of a person's goods or estates by force. It's a means of taking away when they have no right to it. And he is the oppressor of the people of God. We know he oppresses people in the world. But the reason that he comes and attacks us in this area of you're not good enough, that's a terrorist attack. Against your soul. He's the author of it. And the reason that the devil brings these attacks against us. This just came to me today as I was praying. 
The reason he brings these attacks against us is because he's in terror. He's in panic. And he is frightened about his future. His future is the pit. His future is down, down, down. He's the oppressor. Have you ever noticed he tries to pull people down? Do you ever notice that depression makes people look down? You're never going to see somebody walking in with, Oh, I'm so depressed. No. If people are feeling down and depressed, they're like, You know, I've had a tough week. I just don't feel good. I just can't look you in the eye. Have you ever noticed that? People won't even lift up their heads and look you in the eye when they're oppressed and depressed. And that comes from the spirit of the terrorist himself. The devil trying to strike terror in our hearts, trying to pull us down because that's where he's headed. Aren't you glad he's headed down into the pit for eternity? But where are we headed? Up, up. Up, everybody, look up. Look up. Look up. He is the glory and he's the lifter up of our heads. And even as things may get worse in the world, are we supposed to be looking down and getting afraid? What does the Bible say? Look up. Look up. Look up. Redemption draweth nigh. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! I don't care how bad it might get in the world. It's not coming nigh me. I got the angels of the Lord camped all around me. I'm covered in the blood of the Lamb. But it could be all sorts of chaos in my neighborhood. And I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to go in my bedroom and I'm going to look up. Woo! Signs of the time are everywhere. Glory be to God. Jesus is coming. Look up. Woo! For your redemption. Draw us nigh. We're not going to look down and have a frown. We're not looking out in fear. You don't have to peek out your window and your door at 2 o'clock in the morning in fear, wondering what's going on in the neighborhood. You go to sleep. He gives his beloved rest. He gives his beloved sleep. Hallelujah. If Jesus could fall asleep in the hinder part of the ship in the midst of a turbulent storm, the seas raging and blowing and all of that, we can surely sleep. Hallelujah. Sound, insecure, free from fear, safe. We're the safest of the safe. Hallelujah. Do it one more time. There's an ocean on that. Look up. We're looking up. (laughs) We are not terrorized by the devil. We're not going to look down. We're going to look up. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory. get happy about that. Let's just stand and take a shout break. Woo! Glory! <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 
lifting up. Glory be to God. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about it. I've got a couple more scriptures I want to share, though. That the fourth thing, been safe in an unsafe world, we're going to refuse to fear. This is woven through everything that we've been saying. Everybody say, no fear here. Woo, hallelujah, no fear here. We just read that, and I want to look at it again. Isaiah 54, verse 14. In righteousness, you shall be what? You know what established means? Settled. Secure. Fixed. Firm foundation. You shall be far from oppression. Far from the oppression and the lies of the oppressor. For you shall not fear. We're far from terror. It shall not come near me. Glory be to God. When you're established in righteousness, you're not going to be yielding to all these crazy phobias. Our society is overcome with phobias. They're discovering new ones every day. I was going to read some of them. I forgot my list. It's just crazy the things that people are afraid of. Did you know there's even a phobia that people are afraid of church? Somebody could conveniently use that and say, I can't come because I'm afraid. Seriously! Phobia of church. I suppose they're afraid they're going to ask for an offering. I'm not sure. People have phobia of just crazy stuff. Dogs, cats, spiders, all sorts of little, little teeny little things that couldn't even hurt you if they tried. We're not going to succumb to that. How about fear of shopping? Fear of shopping. No, we don't. That's not a fear. <laughs> I do that in faith. <laughs> How about you, Lila and Liz? We shop in faith, right? We don't fear shopping. <laughs> no, no dread to go to the mall. Hallelujah. <laughs> but anyhow... <laughs> Pastor Mark said this this morning. It was really good. That most fears and phobias, they are attached to the fear of death. Because people get these crazy phobias. They're not established in righteousness. They're afraid. This dog's going to bite them, and they're going to die. They're going to get on a plane, and the plane's going to crash, and they're going to die. They can't get in a car because they're going to get in a car accident, and they're going to die. The fear of death is behind most of these phobias. And I like something, I wrote it down, that Pastor Mark said this morning, if you weren't here in the 9 or the 11, get both of them. The enemy loses leverage when we no longer fear death. I mean, the very worst thing that can happen to us, and it's not going to happen because we're safe in an unsafe world, but the very worst thing would be that we would die and go to heaven. Such a deal. How terrible is that? To be forever in the presence of the Lord. And when you live with that understanding, hey, the very worst thing that's going to ever happen to me in this life is that I'm going to immediately be in the presence of the Lord. It gives you a whole new perspective. Why should I fear? Why should I fear getting on the freeway? Why should I be a prisoner in my house afraid to leave? Wow, I got a safe house. 
It's in him. I run into the Lord. He is my high tower. I think I've been going a long time. That clock didn't tell me. We're going to just look at a couple more things soon. The clock is a liar. I will not fear that clock. (laughs) (laughs) So as I was reading this verse today in Isaiah 54, 14, I just, my eyes went up to the verse before it. And there just seemed to be in my heart just an urgency that we need to mention this tonight. 54.13, it says this, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. You know how many children, how many grandchildren don't have peace, that are afraid, that are overcome, with anxiety. And I just sensed in my heart today that as we're sort of fixing to close, that that's one of the things that we need to do tonight is we need to pray for the children. We need to take authority over the assignment of the devil that has been arrayed against our kids and our teenagers, just trying to get them bound up by a spirit of fear. And if you are born again, it is our right, it's our privilege, it's our responsibility to teach them, verse 14, not only are we to be established in righteousness, but we need to establish it on the inside of our kids and our grandkids. You are the righteousness of God. You do not have to Fear the lies of the devil. They don't have to come to pass in your life. You take authority over them in Jesus' name. How many of you will declare with me this? Let's just all, let's stand right now. And I want you to declare this with me right now. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I will not fear. I refuse to be paralyzed. By fear. You spirit of fear. I take authority over you. You go. In Jesus' name. I am safe. I'm safe in Him. No evil shall come nigh my dwelling. I'm under the shadow of the Most High. I am protected. I will not be oppressed. I will not be bound. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm established of who, in who I am. In Him. I will not look down. I will look up for my redemption. Draw nigh. And I just heard this in my heart. It's not about our righteousness. It's about His. It's not about what we have or haven't done. It's about what He has done. That gives us confidence. That gives us assurance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. 
And I just heard this. Some would say, what about the future? What's going to happen in our nation? What's going to happen in the world? What about the future? Is it bleak? Is it full of doom and destruction? Well, the answer is no. (laughs) What about the future? The future is bright. The future is filled with the glory of the Lord. The future holds a great awakening in our nation. I'm reminded of this scripture. We're going to continue to pray. You know, we started out in Psalms 27, the last two verses of that scripture in the Amplified, Psalm 27, verse 13 and 14. They may be able to get it up there. What would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? I think we ought to shout right there. Woo! What are we believing? We're believing to see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Now the next verse is awesome too. Wait and hope for. Expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage. Let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah! <laughs> what about the future? What's going to happen in our great land? You may be tempted to have your heart faint and be weary. But I'm going to say like the psalmist David, what would have become of me had I not believed I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Oh, everybody say this. My heart will be stout and enduring. I hope and I confidently expect to see the goodness of the Lord in our land. Woo! Hallelujah! Woo! That verse said, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah! You know why our land is alive? Because Jesus is alive. We serve a God who is alive. He's alive. He's alive. Our God is awesome. <laughs> Woo! Goodness, 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 goodness. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Namasuba. Hey, Boko Sombrata. Woo! Mazabotombrata. Leko dos sabre. Woo! 
ma sombrandendi bisto boko. Not only are we safe, oh my, but we are carriers of the goodness of the Lord. He has saved the best for last. <laughs> oh, we have come into the kingdom for such a time as this. We have not come to shrink back in fear. We have come to be courageous. We've come into the kingdom of God to show forth his goodness. <laughs> We're carriers. Carriers of the goodness of God. Carriers of the glory of God. Carriers of the peace. The peace. <laughs> We're established in righteousness. We're established in peace. Woo! Oh, ha, 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 you got something there, ha, ha, yeah, yeah, the effect, yeah, that's right, the effect of righteousness, what is it going to be? Shall be peace, shall be peace.